This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hello, my friends. It is I, Ken Knapsack. Happy to be here. Going slightly going into Jack Buck territory. We'll see you tomorrow night. That's for you afternoons, fans. Hey, everybody, welcome to Three Things, episode 45, the 45th edition of the Three Things, unless I miscount. That happens. I think Spotlight Star Wars over on Four Centers, like, got 19 more episodes. I forgot to count at some point in life. What's up? The show is simple. It's me. It's Three Things on My Mind, discussing them, uh, discussing them with you. And sometimes, sometimes they're deep, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's stupid and silly. I'm standing tonight, so it might be stupid and silly. You got to be okay with that. You really do. I want to thank up top all my Patreon supporters who are helping me prepare a new show called Inside Why We Love Star Wars, which will be on Patreon for all patrons. Uh, Taking your questions about specific sections of my book, Why We Love Star Wars. Not just to relive it, but to go through and say, here's what I might change. Here's why I chose that. And any other questions you might have that's starting this month on patreon.com slash cadnapsock. What's on my mind? Let's get right to it, Cad. Why are you waiting, you say, in your car or or on the subway or wherever you you listen? What's number one on my mind? Well, actually, it's number three on my mind. It's Halloween. All right, Halloween. I've talked about Halloween before. I'll talk about Halloween again. I don't like the holiday, which is weird, right? You'd be like, Ken, you love candy. We see your face. You enjoy a handful of candy. This should be your holiday, your top of the shelf day of celebration. Wasn't raised with the holiday and, and, uh, you know, it was there. It wasn't like the holiday we skipped over that day. My family just, you know, raised in a, you know, conservative Christian family in in the 80s. We were worried about gremlins and razor blades in our candy. And you still should be worried about those things, especially the gremlins. So it's like Halloween wasn't like, it wasn't the thing. It wasn't the thing. We had like an alternate kind of festival at at our church and I can make fun of it. You can make fun of it. What's the point? It was a good time. And I had a lot of candy. I've said before here, I haven't had, haven't had a chance to ever go trick-or-treat in my life. I don't think I will. I'm okay with that. Knocking on strangers' doors, begging for food. Uh, you know, unless I have to do that, that's not what I'm going to do. But Halloween is important right now. It's big in my life because it is the favorite holiday of, of my partner in crime, Grace. We live together now. 
in sin, much like the holiday of Halloween. So because it's important to her, it, it does need to have a certain sense of importance to me. It doesn't mean you have to love everything your partner loves. All right. Uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, we have different food tastes. We have shared food tastes. I think every couple needs to find that shared meal. You know, Thai food, one of ours, chips and salsa. Yeah, there's a, usually a meal that comes with it, but a lot of times we just look at each other and like, yeah, you want to go get chips and salsa? Yeah, yeah, we do. So again, you don't have to be beat for beat the same. That would be a pretty boring relationship. Uh, that's not the case here. But what I mean is, I love Star Wars clearly. It's a huge part of my life. Now, fortunately, she does too. It's more of a, a larger part of my life, of course, but she, she does too. So there's no problem there. But if she didn't love Star Wars, she'd have to at least acknowledge its place in my life. Maybe find a way to help celebrate or understand what I really do love about it and come to a healthy level of respect about it. And she would. And I could, I could run down some things that she does do that with, right? And your, your partner, whatever your situation may be, married for a long time, just starting out. I'm sure you have those examples too. But Halloween for me is a struggle. I just don't care. I just don't care. But she cares passionately. So therefore, I, I need to step up. I need to support it. If we're in a hardware store, a big box chain hardware store type of place, depots and whatnots, and she sees a skeleton decoration in August, August, I say, named Mr. Bone Jangles, and she wants to get it and hang it on our door, well, I have to support that, right? I have to. I don't have an option. Again, this isn't like she's like, oh, hey, look, uh, there's a Nazi flag. Do you want to hang it? No, this isn't that. That would be a case. would be like, well, we'd have to have a talk. This is a passion. Mr. Bone Jangles is a passion. So, yeah, of course. Hang that. Hang it with pride. Get some more skeletons. Some skellies, as she calls them. You want some Halloween lights? We're going to do it. We're going to do it because it brings you joy. And I want her to have joy, to experience joy, because I'm not always going to be able to produce that joy. Uh, and that's just the way it works. We have a big Halloween party coming up. We have to do it. But it's not, it's not, a, it's not a struggle. I'm not, I'm not struggling with it. It's just I have to remind myself to get invested in this, Hall this Halloween holiday. And I don't know why... Um, I don't know why I don't like it. Again, I, again, I didn't, didn't grow up with it, and that's fair. That's a good reason. And nothing against my parents, nothing like that. I just didn't grow up with it. But even now, I, I have the choice to have it. I have the choice to celebrate it. I don't dress up. I don't like costumes. We're throwing this Halloween party. People are like, RSVPing. Some of them. Not all of them. Press that RSVP button, kids. Head count. Helps the the amount of candy I'm going to buy and marshmallows. A lot of, hey, are we, we dressing up? I'm like, I, you go knock yourself out. I will not be dressed up. It's, it's at my house. 
And I don't, you know, and then even that, actually, there's a better chance of me to dress up my house for a Halloween party at my house than going somewhere. I think that that's where I, I, this is, this is, this thing on my mind might be less about Halloween and more about costumes. And not cosplay, not the the real high-end, uh, you know, 501st Stormtroopers. No, 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 that's all great. But just talking about, hey, what's your what's your costume this year, Ken? My costume is to try to feign enough excitement in yours. Quite frankly, that's my costume. <laughs> that sounds mean. And if any of my friends are listening, it's not you. I enjoy your costume. I, the idea of uh, you know oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up as uh, uh, you know Stannis Baratheon. I love Stannis Baratheon. I love Game of Thrones. I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some armor and a sword and a grumpy beard, and I'm gonna get in my car with that sword and the chainmail, and I'm gonna drive 35, 40 minutes or more in LA traffic to your house to a party. You know, and, and and then I have to worry, do I, how do I potty? How did Stannis potty? I don't know, but I don't want to have to find out at your three-bedroom Santa Clarita home. You know, like, I, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. I think that's where it starts. It's not practical. It's not that, it's that look, I am the silliest, silliest of the sillies. I don't mind. I, I, I got some whimsy, kids. I had no problem. Having a little whimsy, but it's the practical stuff. Then you get like what? And then the ideas. And every year there's someone, some, some like creative, kind of controversial or pop culture worthy Halloween costumes pop up. And I think whoever the first person is that that does them is is creative. The first person that was like, oh, I'm gonna dress up like the shark from the Katy Perry halftime show a few years ago. I think that person's creative. The next 200 after that person, and yeah, that is creative. And they don't even know. They're different cities. But I always love that. I even love that in cosplay. There's the cosplay. Because, you know, hey, dress up as, you know, the emperor. All right? You're Palpatine. Yay, great. There's going to be 40 of you there. And you all could get together and have a group picture. Yay, or a bunch of Palpatines. But it's the people that are like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the sound guy in that behind-the-scenes picture from Star Wars. Oh, and they're shooting uh, the Tatooine stuff, and there's the sound guy in the little pink shorts holding the boom mic, a little tiny tank top. I, I got to be that guy. Now at every convention, there's like 30 of those. And I'm not, I, I've said, I'm, I'm an a-hole. Sounds like I'm judging them. But I know each one of them that morning got up to get dressed and like, no one's going to be this. And there's 29 other people in short shorts. Thank you. So I get bitter at it, too. I'm trying to work on it. Trying to now, I like gathering. I like gathering. Put a drink in my hand, a marshmallow stick in my other hand, a, a bag of candy corn, which I love, by the way. And the the campaign against candy corn by a lot of people is is a is a folly. I say it's right up there with the people who go out of their way to hate pineapple on pizza. If you don't like it, God bless you. You should, but God bless you. But I love it. Pineapple, Canadian bacon, pizza, it's near perfection. But you go out of the way to crap on my pineapple pizza. You also go out of your way to crap on my bag of candy corn. How dare you? How dare you? It's a great candy. It's waxy, they, they say. I don't like wax. Yeah, that's what's good. You ever ever had like a, like a 
tooth, like when you have your, your braces, and you put like wax in your in your teeth back when braces were like industrial strength made with made with like real metal. Put the wax in so it doesn't cut the inside of your mouth. You never wanted to bite down on that wax? Well, now you can. Thank you, candy corn. Trying to be nice about it. It's not it's not hard to celebrate it for her, for my partner, for for that that's you gotta be aware of that and you gotta do it. Now I'm bracing ah this come this now this is changing. This is the first time I've like changed my list on the three things. Now I got a bunch of people come to my house and I gotta figure out what they're dressed as. Who's this year's shark from the Katy Perry halftime show? Cause I don't I used to be a pop culture machine. That's why all my references stop after like 2002. You couldn't get anything past me. You want a Carson Daly reference? I got it for you. Now people are going to walk in. They're going to be like, yeah. They'll be like, I don't know who Lizzo is. Or is it Lizzo? Lizzo? Thin Lizzie? I don't know. I don't know. I barely, Cardi B, I could say that name with a, somewhat sense of uh, of authority so now i gotta be nice to all these people go just don't come dressed up or oh a friend of mine well a long time ago was like hey, we got a party you want to help me uh tonight my husband and i gotta go we gotta go party and i just I need to, we need costumes I'm like what do you mean we need costumes so it's a, it's costumes required I'm like is this a like a is this a job no, it's like a party. Yeah, I know it's a party, but like, are you being paid to show up to the party? No, it's, a, it's friends. So your friends are throwing a party. They say costumes mandatory. You show up in your street clothes. Your friends are telling you to pound sand. Don't go to the party then. No, no, we got a costume. So we went to like a little costume store. And she was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Be like a nurse and a doctor, and got a prepackaged costume. Like, well, what's the, that's that's what's the point? There's no love in that. Are you celebrating Halloween at that point? Well, I love the holiday. Will you get a bagged costume? And I, I had a couple bag costumes as a kid. I get it. I dressed as Pee Wee Herman two years in a row. I get it. And I'm not saying you grow over it. No, clearly you don't grow past it. I have Star Wars toys on my shelves. And I'm not saying about that. I'm just trying to find what people love this holiday. And Christmas, I love. Thanksgiving, I love. The turkey, the gravy, the naps. I love all that. Part of the reason, here's another reason. So I grew up not having the holiday. And then I get into the retail security business, public safety, the Northridge Fashion Center. And, you know, what did you, what did I dread? Black Friday, Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving. And then from there till the week after Christmas and the day after Christmas is actually worse in terms of just crowds and incident incidents than, than Black Friday. It's insane. Uh, so I was focused on that. So Halloween was always like this, like indicator, like, oh no, it's a signpost of hell to come. Halloween's here. We got to get ready for the holiday. See, oh no. So I think that factors into it. But I'm clear from that now. So now I got to try to enjoy it. And now I got to explain to any friends that, that show up dressed up that when they know I'm lying. Oh, great. You're a, uh, you're a turtle in overalls. I don't get the reference. I don't know what that even, I'm making it up as I talk about it. I don't know. 
Halloween. So it's on my mind. It's on my mind. I don't have an answer. I don't have insight. I don't have anything to give you guys right now. Although I know sometimes I try to be inspiring. The only that's the inspiring thing. Your your partner likes Halloween. You don't. You put on a happy face and you mean it. And you mean it because that's a responsible adult thing to do. And then when your friends leave, you go, that is the last time Billy Patterson is coming to my house. Came dressed up as a turtle in overalls. You could tweet him and tell him I said that. By the way, I don't know what his costume is going to be. Second thing on my mind. Second thing on my mind. It's my beard. My beard is getting big and bushy. A big bushy beard. Hot fuzz. You like it? No? 2009? 2009? I don't know. Anyways, um... It's so weird. It starts to take over. I have had this beard for, I mean, off and on since like 17. If I'm being blunt, blunt and honest. Didn't have much of a mustache, but I had like a beard. This was like, a, it was like an Abe Lincoln situation, but the, there was a mustache there. You just had, if I came in later, came in later in life. I used to have a weird splotch on like my right cheek too. That's gone. Hey, it comes in kids. You could give it some chance. Um, every once in a while, you know, I like to keep the beard, Trimmed. I used to like to change all the time when I could. There was a lot of time in the old job I couldn't have any facial hair. That was that was disappointing. Because I'm a Beatles fan as a kid. I don't know. I was obsessed with the different looks of the Beatles. So it's like, all right, like today I'm I'm gonna grow my uh, this this month. I'm gonna have a George Harrison beard, a McCartney in 1970 beard, a Lennon summer of '69 uh, beard. You know, we all go through that. By the way, side note: one of the weirdest things. Do you know one of the weirdest little Beatle like? I mean, trivial little things. If you go to Help, the movie Help, uh, the Beatles at one point, they go like incognito. They have to they hide, right? They're hiding from uh, um, that cult that's trying to get the ring off Ringo's finger. And they all kind of like have disguises. And of course, this is like 65, so it's still kind of the mop-top cheeky Beatles. And they go into a disguise, and they all have like different kinds of facial hair. And essentially give or take a, a couple follicles there. They all have the facial hair and even Lennon has glasses. I do believe, right? Yeah, I think he does that. They will all in just a few years have, it's like they saw that scene in their, in their minds. And were like, I am going to grow one of those beards. Like even Harrison has like his all things must pass. Look, Ringo's got his jet setter. Look, McCartney's got his McCartney album era beard. And Lennon's got the granny glasses and, and a big, Big uh, frothy beard. Weird side note. Look it up. Look it up. Like it's not exact, but it's it's there. Um, Grace loves the beard, so I got to keep the beard, and I have no problem with that. As you get older, that's what that's what that's what men seem to do. They grow a salt and pepper beard, and I have no. I like the salt and pepper beard, though it's getting way more white than I wanted. Um, so I like beards, but every once in a while, you just you get busy, you don't trim, and I got the ability to trim at home. It's a little messy, but the guy I get my hair cut, this, this uh, old quirky guy, older, I should say, not old, like, yeah, old, older quirky guy. He, uh, Alvin Burbank, he, he, uh, I don't have a lot of hair left, so he, he tries to save that as best he can. But the beard, he trimmed, he trimmed the beard once. I, I would never let him do it. And one day, it was a little bushy, and he trimmed it, and it was great. 
Grace is like, that's the best your beard has looked since I've known you. I'm like, I, right? I, I can't do this myself. I always mess up the mustache part. I always did it, 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 miss a part. This guy got it. So now I haven't done it. But I've been there a while. And it tell you what, and you can see in some of the episodes of things I've been filming recently, the beard is taken over. The beard, if you're familiar with the great uh, the great John, a uh, great John Umber from Game of Thrones, season one, the one that like robs uh, Wolf, uh, bites his finger off. Well, oh, y'all made is tough. I think that's how my beard is looking. I look, a, my beard is a little bit, a little bit like Brendan Gleeson's, just not not all red and bushy. Just it's it's just getting crazy. And there's there's and I've mentioned other places before, but there, there's like an old kids in the hall sketch where Kevin McDonald uh, grows a vacation beard and it takes over his life, and and it's so true. You know what it is? It just takes over, and and sometimes I got no problem. I just, I, the beard needs a trim. I am like refusing to do it, and I don't want it to go big. I've had the long beard. I've had like three inches off my chin type of beard. I've had that, and I, I, that's not coming uh, because you know you take a sip of soda. Here's 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 for the young guys out there thinking of growing a beard. It, it gets too long. You take a sip of soda or something from a can. Ouch! You're, it's ripped. You rip the hair right out. It's horrible. I scream in pain, and it's really bad. But I can't trim this thing. It is like a spirit has taken over me. And I'd like studies to be commissioned. I don't want just the kids in the hall to be weighing in on this. The great sketch, but I don't want to. I want some kind of psychological study on what a beard does to the person wearing it. And how it reaches a certain level, and it just takes you over. You cannot stop. It grows, and you get look in the mirror, and you look in the mirror, and you make faces. You make faces, and you're like, "Ah, man, I look different. I feel different." It's not even like a power. It's not directly confidence. It's just I feel as though I'm a different person, and I, I got to trim it. It's looking bad. I got some good. Uh, I got some gigs coming up soon that I gotta. You know, I gotta look proper for. It's just YouTube, but you got to look proper as best you can. You don't want to be one of those bearded guys in a podcast in a basement. Not not a mom's, just a basement. I'm not making a mom's basement joke. You know, talking about Joker, the Joker movie with some big, bushy, weird beard. I don't want that. They're like the DVDs in the back shelf and the picture frame or something. I don't want that. I don't need that. So, but it's, I can't do it. And I was supposed to get the day of this recording. I was supposed to go in my brain. I was like, today's the day. We're going to go get the hair cut, get the hair trimmed, and, and have Richard cut the hair, cut, trim the beard, make me look like a right, proper gentleman again. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. So I went out, ran some errands, got a very nice letter today in the mailbox, 3727 West Magnolia Boulevard, Box 728, Burbank, California, 91505. You can send stuff there, too. I went there, and a very nice letter from a reader of my book in Scotland. As far as I couldn't find him on social media, but as far as he took the time to write me a letter explaining what the book meant to him and, and thanking me for writing it. God, that made, just made my day. Made my day. And then from there, I get, get gas in the car. I get a car wash because I have pine trees uh, in my neighborhood that literally drip sap onto a car as if it was a hose. Uh, it's almost sexual in a way. Uh, it's not good. Um, and then a grocery store. Ah, uh, grocery store. I had to buy some items. Took some money. Took some change to a coin star. 
those little machines in the grocery stores at CVS is where you can just dump your loose change and then glang, 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 glang. You're like everyone in the grocery store staring at you. Glang, 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 glang. You're like, I just, I need 12 bucks for food. Thanks. Glang, 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 glang. I did that. Uh, and then after that, I was going to, it was haircut time. Haircut time. Got in the car. Started driving. I said, I can't do it. The beard's going to stay. It's going to stay for at least one more day. And then maybe tomorrow the spell will be broken. So to those out there listening, you may, this just might be silly chat to you, but I want to know, does the beard take over your brain? Does it take over your heart and soul? Does it have an icy, cold, yet warm grip on your face and soul? I can't be alone. It's me and Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Gotta be. On the other side of this break, my friends, we are going to get to the number one thing on my mind. Stick around. Thanks for listening. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com We're back here on the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I know, kind of a weird, silly episode. Talk about Halloween. I have addressed before in other ways. It shows up once a year, so I'm going to talk about it. Beards. That's going to that's going to happen again. What else are we going to talk about? What's the number one thing on my mind this week? That's what we do here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, the 45th edition of the three things. You can tell I'm standing. A little low energy today, a little busy day, busy week, busy time, busy life. It ain't just me, it's you as well. So, little tiny, you know, we, each, we always do these little tiny things, probably. You have a little thing. How do I stay awake and how do I focus? Uh, I, uh, my entire radio career was spent on my feet for the most part. You, you stand when you, when you broadcast radio, at least I did. Um, that's why I love the, the, the broadcast desks are higher and everything. Uh, so I'm standing right now, which is creating a very, very high energy three things today. Yeah. What's the number one thing on my mind this week? I once told a friend, it wasn't my bit of wisdom. I probably picked it up somewhere else. I once told a friend he was struggling, having some relationship issues. Luckily, uh, lots changed and he's a tremendously happy young man now. Uh, former employee of mine, very proud of him. But he was, I once told him, this is funny, I once told him, Again, he was having some relationship issues. So it's like, you you and everyone, we all, you have to find your worth. You have to know your worth. Know your value. You know your worth. Find your worth and then never accept anything less. That's one of the key things to a, to a, a good life, right? A successful life. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's great. And he, he applied it to his life. And then years later, I was just going through some stuff, man. Going through stuff at work. Going through stuff uh, with opportunities. And this is around the time I was 
debating uh, the screen junkie's job and everything. And that same employee, now a friend, uh, was like, you know what a great man once said to me? You got, you, you know, you have to find out your worth and accept nothing less. And I went like, oh, yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for saying that. He's like, you said, you said, hey, um, okay, you don't remember. You told me that, a very key part of my life. You said that. And I was like, oh, wow, well, I'm glad you said it back to me because that is key. And, and, and this is this has come up a lot in my life and those around me lately, the last month or so. I even, even had some people write in. Um, if you're a high-tier Patreon supporter, get a little more access to me, a little more advice. I do the, the, the consulting stuff at the $50 tier, and and this is part of one. of just like, I have this great business, and it's a side business, but it's a great business. It's growing, and I, 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 know, I know I do it well, and I'm getting more jobs, but I, I don't know what to ask. Ken, what, what do you ask when it comes to gigs? And it, it's a little different thing, but what do you ask? And then... I had a friend, uh, someone in the business, uh, who does a lot of stuff with the Schmodown. And he just started, he was starting a new gig. It's a great, it's like podcast producing gig. And, and he wrote me, he goes, hey man, like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, and this is someone I've known long, we've never been really close, but he's like, hey, I, you know, this is weird, maybe asking you there, but like, what do you ask if you got like freelance gigs? Like, what, what do you, what's your worth? What do you ask? I don't know what to ask for this job. And it, it, it's come up again recently with me and again, people around me. Of what is your worth? And then, and we're going to put a pin in that, about what is, that, what is the answer to that? And then once you find it, why is it so hard still for us to ask for it? For us to ask for it, for us to... Getting it's another thing. And sometimes you don't get what you're worth because the situa- it's impossible in that situation. And I think you have to be aware of those kind of things. Um... Because I've had a lot of employees come to my office in the old job. I want a promotion. Okay. You're not one of my best employees, but we got a uh, sergeant's test next week. Why don't you take it? Why don't you take it? And then they come in and, and absolutely fail it to a point where I, di- I didn't even know what to say. I thought it was a joke. They still walk around feeling, well, this is what I was worth, and I didn't get it. You didn't give me what I was worth. Well, again... Common sense is one thing. I see it in this industry. I see people screaming on Twitter, I deserve that job. That person has it. I deserve it. And then they get so they scream loud enough that they get the job. And then the people around them are like, well, they're not good. They're not good enough to keep the job. That's something I've seen. But that's a different discussion. Common sense or self-awareness. We'll come to that another time. But in the other situations, inside relationships, personal relationships, business relationships, your job, there is a time. There is a time where you need to find your worth. And that's where I think the common sense does come into play. Having that self-awareness does. We can have that conversation right now. Really knowing. I know my strengths. Ken Napsok knows his strengths. It doesn't mean I'm perfect or A-plus at everything I do, including talking into microphones. But I know I can do it. I know what I bring to it. Even as a host, there's shows. I've been offered some shows before. And the person's like, you know, you know, we think you'd be really good for this. We think, and, and I've turned it down. I've turned it down because I know I'm not the right fit. They don't see it yet. I know it. It's not self-loathing. It's not, uh, it's not you know, playing small. It's me going, no, no, no. I in that position wouldn't be what you're looking for. You just don't know it yet. 
And I think actually, too, that's part of knowing your worth, knowing your value. Because if you put yourself in the wrong situations, your worth and value will go down. You'll have to reimagine it. Um, You have to find it. You have to know the self-awareness, the common sense, work hard, act like you've been there, all those things. And then you find it. And then you find it in a relationship. You find it what you are to that person. And you set that bar. I am worth this. Might be money. Might be position. It might be a certain level of respect and trust in a relationship, romantic or otherwise. Business or otherwise. Friendship or otherwise. You find that worth. And you know it and you learn it. And you maybe adjust it over time. I've done that too. Done that too. I think I have more worth right now as a, as a writer of some things than I did three, four, five years ago. But 10 years ago, I had that worth. I lost it. It wasn't what I focused on. And five years ago, if a job had opened or an opportunity to come about that was a writing-based thing, and if I'd said, I'm, I deserve that job, I would have been wrong. Would have been wrong. So find it. Always a, always be willing to adjust it honestly. Once you find it, why? And this is the thing. I Why is it so hard for all of us to ask for it? Why is it hard for all of us to try to <coughs> just kind of, hey, no, I'm worth this. I need it. Why, we, why this question, again, going strictly to money. And about rates, if you're a freelancer, and I don't care what the industry is, maybe you're a web designer, graphic designer, you know, maybe drive some sort of truck delivery, I don't know, plumber, I don't know. You're going out for a job, the bids are going out or whatever, and you need to find out what you're worth. And again, you you know, you don't want to outpri- outprice yourself. I'm worth a million dollars an episode right now, I can tell you that much. I can tell you I'm not, and I'm not going to get it. But realistically... Common sense-wise, eh, there's that word again, that phrase. Um, why is it so hard? Because in that correspondence I had with one of my uh, EPs here on Patreon and, and with this friend of mine who emailed me, the answer I told both of them was, you know what, I'm bad at asking this myself. Why do we undercut? Do we just want the gig? We know our worth within the structure. You want me to host your podcast or your video podcast or whatever? I know what I bring to the table. I know what you're working with money-wise, budget-wise, not the numbers, but I know overall. I'm not going to break your bank because I want the job, but I am worth this. Give. How about this? What do you think about this? And you know, Negotiation is one thing. It's so hard. It's so hard to narrow it down. And then when it comes, that's money. And believe it or not, that's actually the easy part. Because again, sometimes the answer, you know, and knowing when to say no, again, knowing when to say no is valuable, especially uh, if you're coming out here to Los Angeles or going to New York or some kind of, uh, you know, Vancouver, Austin, Atlanta, some kind of, you know, entertainment production kind of center. You're going to get a lot of people and, and there's a lot of careers that start with, you know, I'll pay you an exposure and freebies. That's not a horrible thing at the start. It's not a, I don't completely preach against it. it it's sometimes a good thing. Um, but, but you reach a certain point that's, you, you can't, you got to live. And the people who 
who are running those businesses, they need to know that that's part of their business model, paying, paying the people to work for you, even some, even some. So that aside, well, then, then it comes down to the relationships, the interpersonal relationships. Why are we so afraid to ask what we're worth? Are we afraid to lose the, the situation? Are we afraid to walk away from it? I can say no to, hey, Ken, do you want to come down and do a seven-hour review on uh, you know, Star Wars? You like Star Wars, right? You want to do a seven-hour, what's the pay? Yeah, free. We'll, yeah, you got a bottle of water and a, and a, and a, and a bagel if you show up. Eh, no, thank you. It's easy for me to say that. But when a person is, is, who maybe you've known or loved or been around or worked with is it's not giving you what you're worth. Why do we take it on the chin so many times? Why do we just stand there and go, yeah, punch me again. You've punched me for 20 years, right? Square in the jaw. And then I and, and, uh, tricked me into thinking that I should be thankful for that. Why is it hard? I'm asking myself, there is no answer. It is on my mind this week. I, and it's not just really, it's not just me that's going through it. For whatever reason, there's a big season of change around me. And I'm just seeing a lot of people struggling to ask for their worth. And then people's weird reactions to people asking for their worth. And again, that's a weird situation as someone who was in a, a manager type position, who had hiring and firing uh, power for, for a number of years, who understands the ins and outs of at-will employment, mind you, which is a double-edged sword for sure, but that's something I would actually support for the most part. Um, I can guarantee all employees ain't as golden as they think. Common sense. Uh, but as someone who's been there, and someone uh, you know who has had People come to me and go, here's what I feel I'm worth. Can you get that to me? Can you reach that? Because I don't want anything less than that. And I've gotten people to that level. I've helped them. Not gotten like me, like, uh, hey, I'm going to take you to the next level, kid. No, just like, all right, let's work on this. I'm your boss, part of the company that's your, your employer collectively. You want to get to here? Let's get you there. I love that. I love that. I never shied away from someone who, who had a really good, honest appraisal of what their worth was. But I see it so many other times. So many other times. Seen a lot lately. If, yeah, I'm not worth that. I'm worth more. Or I deserve more in terms of respect and trust from you. And when they don't give it, we just take it on the chin. Why? Let's all work on that. Let's all work on that. First things first, let's find our worth, you, me, and everyone. Let's put it out there. Let's put that down. Let's figure it out in relationships, business or otherwise, monetarily, career-wise. What are you worth? And when we find it, we're going to ask for it. We're not going to be a-holes about it. We're not going to we're not going to ask to see the managers of life everywhere. You know, you do you do deserve a clean spoon at a restaurant, but if you don't get one, maybe don't create a scene. Let's do that. Let's do that together. We're going to figure it out. We're going to find out why once we do figure it out. Why is it hard? Why do we feel? What is the instinct inside us to play small in that arena and not know how to ask? 
that's the episode this week. Three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. As I said up top, I want to thank everyone who supports me on Patreon. Helps more than you know, but especially I want to thank my executive producer, tier supporters. That's Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon Bedore, Matt Thompson. He's over at TMP Media Productions. Follow him. Find out. He knows what he's worth. Find out. Tamor, Abdul, Rafa, the Buddha Brothers, Donna Long, Nathan Novendale, Zach Anderson, who is learning what he's worth on those stand-up stages out in Wisconsin. Zach, you're doing great. And my buddy, Ty Schellenberger, that's the high-tier Patreon supporters. If you want to support, go to catnapsock.com. Excuse me. Well, yeah, actually, just take it back. You can go to catnapsock.com and get a link there or go to patreon.com slash catnapsock. On my website, catnapsock.com, you'll find information on my book, Why We Love Star Wars, all the other shows I do, and events like the upcoming stand-up comedy show in Washington, D.C., November 16th. Uh, Me, Mark Ellis, as right now, Josh McCougar, we're all going out there, going to Comedy Loft, two shows. My first time in D.C., looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Also, locally, if you're listening, like, uh, around the time this episode comes out, mid-October, October, 13th i will be at la comic-con sunday shows i'll be in two panels with uh, a lot of great people uh check them out information's on my website all right so all right thank you so much thanks for being here with me let's all find out our worth and uh let's trim those beards and i'll figure out what to do about halloween if you have a costume and you're coming to my halloween party it's great i love it totally creative Bye. We'll see you next time on the three things on the Napsack Files podcast feed.